This morning in the cafe, we welcomed in local... This morning in the cafe, thanks to Milk and Honey, local accountant Catherine Sainsbury and our very own promotions manager Zoe Thomas joined us as we talked about a couple of things, including teachers being told to no longer put comments on report cards to try to reduce their workload. Them, I, I'm a bit concerned about them disappearing. What are your thoughts, Catherine? Oh, it's a bit of a tricky one because you do know that the workloads on teachers are just getting bigger and bigger um, and knowing quite a few teachers myself, they dread reporting time. But I also think the comments nowadays aren't quite what they used to be anyway. There's a lot of things they're allowed to say and not allowed to say. Yes. So I don't know if it's they actually... It's a different actually, world, isn't it? It is. So you I don't can know. say, yes, Lee is very distracting in class and my mum would just go, stop being naughty. Yeah. Where now parents are up in arms and say, well, why are you picking on my child? That's exactly they it. They won't shut up. <laughs> exactly. But so it's sort of... I don't know necessarily how much detail is in there anyway. So whether it does sort of get cut... I think parent-teacher interviews are still happening, which I think you'd probably get a bit more out of anyway. So I feel like that would be a way to still make sure the parents are involved or maybe if there's something they could do on the report cards to make it a little bit easier so whether they have like pre-written things that you can sort of be like oh well this applies to this child and so does this and yes. might take a bit of the workload off the teachers from making it up out of thin air perhaps? absolutely I look I agree with that and that's and let's not have people too jumping all over social media say this is just more PC rubbish they just won't let teachers say what they want to say all that's got nothing to do with that it is literally about the workload and Zoe that it just highlights it doesn't it and Catherine touched on that straight away uh, how much is already on our teachers what we expect from our teachers looking after kids at school uh, and all the things that go along with it now and uh, this is just maybe a way of light the load a little bit for them. Yeah, potentially. Um, I agree with you, Catherine. I think teachers these days um, have a lot more pressures on them, I think, as opposed to, I guess, when we were in school. Mm. And I think the schooling system is very different these days. I mean, yeah. I grew up in Zimbabwe where school so right. was very different to here in Australia. Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah. So I got a bit of a rude shock when I came to Australia, just more so in terms of... Did you do your entire schooling there? I did my primary school there. Right. And then when I, we came and over then to Oz, then I did high school in Australia. Okay. Yeah. And then here in the Garden City? No, no I've you been... Were, oh, no, you were up north further. Yeah, I've been yes. a bit all over. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So did you get comments on your Zimbabwean primary yes. school cards? Yeah, we did. Absolutely. I mean, I don't have kids, but I would think it was important to have... Uh, comments on your report card to see how your kid's going in school. Mm. Uh, As but... opposed to just an A or a B or a C. Because mm. yeah, exactly. like, if, if they're getting A's, I think, you know, there's probably uh, a pretty good chance you know what's sort of going on. It's when they're sort of getting those fringe marks. So if they're getting an F, yeah. they're getting an F, you know what's going on. If they're getting an A, they're getting an A. When they're getting a mm. B minus or a C plus or something like that, that little comment to say, hey, they're really doing quite well. They're very engaged in class. They get exactly. along well with other people. They're just not quite hitting the mark on the test yet, but we think that's coming. Those sort of things can be comforting to parents and I yeah. understand why there might be a little bit of backlash to this yeah. uh, but as you say we you know things are so different now and what mm. they're expecting mm. of our teachers who are some of the lowest paid professionals Absolutely. anywhere yeah. in the country I mean when you look at some of the things that we pay uh, the money that we pay other <laughs> professions mm -hmm. and here's the ones that are responsible for our next generation of business people and you know law and all the I just don't think it's anywhere near commensurate to what they do Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, They're exceptionally underpaid and the teachers who do do teaching clearly do it for the love of it and for no other reason. 
Like, I don't know if you could pay me enough to be a teacher, to be honest. Absolutely. When you hear, <laughs> you know, public school and you hear, you know, teachers taking money of their own pocket to buy mm. supplies and things like that, I mean, you know, we really need to start changing our thoughts about it. So anyway, uh, this uh, was starting at Kedron State High School. They're going to be doing it and you'll uh, see many others that will follow uh, suit there. Uh, all right. Uh, Prince Harry. Now, I'm sure you both, you know, uh, lovely young uh, ladies, I'm sure you both, uh, you know, have a soft spot for Harry. He's, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic young character. But are we getting to the point where it's like, how many tell-alls do we need to have from mm. Prince Harry? Yeah. Uh, is it his right, Zoe, to tell his life story as he wants to tell it? Or is it a bit of like, okay, we got it already with the Oprah interview. Mm-hmm. Do we need another tell-all book about the tell-all stuff that you've already told all? Yeah. I mean... I don't quite understand this deep-rooted fascination that people have with the royals. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. They weren't big in Zimbabwe? No, not really. No. Uh, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinions, but mm. I guess it's a bit rich if they left the palace, you know, to have more privacy, but then they come out mm. with this tell-all memoir about their whole lives. <laughs> I'm like, where's the privacy in that? But I think the only sort of, I guess, um, positive is that I believe the money from book sales will go towards charity. Okay, yeah. yeah, pump it into the Invictus Games yeah. or something. I mean, he does some great work. And this is the thing that worries me, Catherine, is that, that his legacy should have been all about these Invictus Games mm. and what he's done there. It should have been about those charities that, that he and Megan uh, are behind, uh, cultural change and, and, and all of that. But instead, it's sort of getting to the point where we're going, you know what, like... Fair income. A lot of us would have been happy to grow up in your dysfunctional multi-billion-dollar family, because uh, my family was, uh, you know, minus billion dollars and just as dysfunctional. So I had all the drama, but I didn't get to go and live in a hundred million-dollar house yeah. at, in Santa Fe now uh, and write my memoir because no one would care. Yeah. So you get, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely a bit tricky, um, and I think it's also so hard to know what it's even going to be about because the press obviously latches on to anything to do with yes. mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan and will spin it to any way. Um, something I did see was that it's going to be a lot about his actual personal life and he's actually had a really interesting life with him um, in his time in the army and all the different things. So if it's more about his own personal life and not more about the royals and potentially it could do really well and how he got into the Invictus Games and all that yeah. sort of story could yep. be really good and share all of that and even his own mental health struggles because you always need more males to talk about that. Absolutely. So if I'm it's all more for that. geared toward that, I think it would be okay. If there's also just going to be a whole lot of dumping or whatever yeah. it is on the royal family, then probably not. But it's so hard to know what it's going to be about anyway because the press will say what they want to say until no, it's actually true. out. That's why we have these conversations here. I, I I agree totally. And if it is that sort of fly on the wall, and as long as he's very open and honest mm. about all of those mm. times, we saw all those photos from Las Vegas and mm-hmm. all of them. Remember he was the yeah. bad boy oh, on the absolutely. out of the royal family and all that, yeah. you know, yeah. running around naked and doing all sorts of things. Always and the getting drugs in and all. trouble. Always yeah. getting in trouble. If he's willing to paint that picture and say, this is where I was, but this is where, you know, you mm. can still end up and whatever, I, I think that'll be fine. But again, yes, if it is all mm. just about dumping on the royal family, it's like, okay, we know. You don't like, you, you didn't like yeah. what happened. It was a horrible scenario, and uh, and that's dreadful. Mm. Uh, so, uh, all right, well, that's very interesting. Will you buy the book? I don't know if I'll buy it. I'll probably read it, yep. possibly. At the um, library and then hand it back. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you. I need to necessarily buy it. Or... Zoe, did you buy one? 
No, I don't think I will. Mm. There you <laughs> go, <honesty>. see? <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, these are that. and this is the, the, the target audience too. So, Harry, you might want to just consider what you're doing with this uh, and make sure that your legacy is a good and positive one. It's 20 past eight. So thank you both so much for coming into the cafe. I really appreciate it. Uh, Catherine you. Sainsbury, it's lovely to see you again. And you uh, Zoe Thomas, yeah. who is our promotions <laughs> manager here. Uh, welcome aboard. How long have you been with us now? I know, it's been about six weeks. Six weeks. It's flying by. Like a, a brand newbie. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> 20 past eight, you would leave for breakfast at Triple M. Well, there's no doubt that small business has been doing it very tough, particularly over the last 12 months, and any little hand up has got to be a fantastic thing. Uh, Focus HR is uh, offering some small business bursaries at the moment, and I thought we'd better get the information about uh, who and uh, how with uh, our very good friend from the cafe, Naomi Wilson from Focus HR. Good morning. Morning, Lee. All right. Tell us a little bit about these bursaries that you're offering for our local small business community. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the bursary is for our Engaged People program. Um, and the reason we started it, we were thinking for quite some time around what's a way for us to give back uh, to the business community. We've been operating in Toowoomba for 10 years now, and it's it's such an amazing business community. And Last year, the Chamber approached us about being naming sponsors for Business Excellence Awards, and it seemed like a, a really good opportunity, I suppose, to launch this idea that we'd been sitting with for a little while. And so we decided to to start the bursary program. Um, and, and I guess the bursary is all about um, this Engaged People program, which is designed to help businesses to gain a competitive advantage through people, strategy and leadership. Right. Uh, and yep, sorry. Oh no, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I mean, that sounds like a, a fantastic thing. And the great thing is that you're really focusing on on local businesses because their head office has to be in Toowoomba or surrounds. Correct. Yep. There's really simple criteria. It's a, it's the head office in Toowoomba or surrounds, privately owned, at least two non-family member employees, twelve months of operation, and and just be prepared to put in some hard work because it's not, uh, it's not easy going through and getting all of uh, all of these sorts of things in order. And even just the application process, say, I mean, that's a bit of a win-win anyway, because you, there's a there's a few things there that are quite positive for local businesses. Absolutely. So part of the application process is we take uh, anyone who applies for the program through a scorecard, which helps to identify strengths and weaknesses in their business. We take them through a workshop um, where we actually already give them some insights into setting strategy and people management and leadership. And we give feedback to the participants as well. So they're getting some really great learnings and insights, even if they don't end up being the recipient of the bursary. All right. So how do people go about applying? We've got uh, plenty of small business owners who listen in the morning. And uh, and as I mentioned before, too, that it maybe you're listening and you're working for a small business and uh, you might want to go to work today and table this idea. How do they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. You can nominate yourself or you could nominate someone else just going onto the website, uh, focushr.com.au and click on the EPP bursary. And, and look, the, this is designed for those business owners, small business owners who have that sense of feeling trapped. They, they, they started a business, they loved what they do, um, but they've hit that point where, you know, they're not sure of where to head next. They know they need people around them, but people issues are real and complex and they have a real fear around getting it wrong. So, if you know someone who's in that boat of, of being in business but maybe not enjoying it as much as they should anymore and feeling more trapped by it than actually thriving in it, they are exactly the sort of people that we want to have in the program. And 
one of the things I really like to stress, Lee, is we are not looking for the perfect business in this. This is not an application process where you have to prove how good you are. We are looking for the business that has a a really driven individual looking to make it work but needs some help and guidance. They don't have it all right yet. They're the ones that we know that we can really help. So this is not an application process that is requires you to be brilliant already. All right. The Focus HR Engaged People Bursary. Uh, just go to focushr.com.au. And uh, Naomi, thank you so much for what you're doing for our local business community and thank you for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. Well, his face and voice, very familiar uh, to those in this part of the world. And now he's sort of taking on an iconic role of uh, a television star as well. Our very own councillor, James O'Shea, is going to be hosting Toowoomba's version of The Bachelor. We're looking for the most frugal bachelor. And he joins me for breakfast. G'day, mate. Good morning. You're always oh so kind with your introductions. You make me feel more important than I am. So I do appreciate that. So I probably owe you something. Ah, <laughs> uh, not at all, my friend. Not at all. I. Uh, but this is a very interesting concept. This one put Isn't together it? by a couple of local uh, groups. Uh, one of the local social media uh, groups. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the search for Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's so so it's been put together by the team from ITP Toowoomba in conjunction with. Uh, with Social Palms, which is a, uh, a local social media agency in town. So it, it's tax time, as, as we know, so an important yes. time for all of us, of course, and that's what the, the team from ITP Toowoomba, of course, specialise in. So I guess it's a, it's a way of uh, of promoting the uh, importance of being frugal, but the t- uh, but the I guess the the, uh, the spin they've put on it is uh, using this theme of the Bachelor. So for those who are familiar with the show, the Bachelor, but as you said, with a big twist, we're looking for Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. So that's the, mm. what the search is out there for. So uh, Toowoomba's for biggest tight ass, most... basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that, was, uh, I mean, I've worked with a few of them here, I'll give you the whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, not yes. dropping any names, Graham Healy, but right. I can yeah. tell you now, <laughs> if the wallet comes over, the moths come out. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, there you do. If, you, if you're talking, if, you, if you're using Mr. Healy as an example, that's right. There's the uh, the million dollar personality with the loose change lifestyle. Yeah, like to put it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Very much so. I'll tell you that. Uh, but that. Well, there you go. So, so the 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 bachelors are going to be judged on uh, how good they are with money. Well, the thing is, is that the Toowoomba public will get to decide. So, quick, I guess, a synopsis of how it works. So, they, they put out the call, who is Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. They ask for nominations, ask people to dob in a mate, dob in a family member. So, they had over 200 applications. Probably tells you. Anyway, there's a, few, there's, there's a few uh, future Graham Healy's, to use your term there as well. And I say, oh, Mr. Healy, that's, that's what Lee said, not I. Um, just perpetuating the rumour. But, um, but they, so, they narrowed it down to six. So, so six bachelors. So we've introduced so far four. Now, um, so I'll, those haven't seen it. So Dave Searston, Don Martinelli, Emmanuel Falar, and uh, and Raina Hanare have been announced. Now the next two will come out. So tonight, so Thursday night, the next one, and then the final will be announced Saturday. They're then going to go through a couple of um, money challenges, and what I'm really looking forward to it. One of them will be the the ultimate. Uh, I don't know what word you're going to use here, but anyway, the frugal date. So they're going to be given thirty dollars, and they're going to take out a prominent local Toowoomba model. So, ah. <laughs> so we'll see how and how far they can get that thirty bucks to go. Yes, 
exactly. So oh, that's one of the geez. challenges. We've got another local, very prominent uh, jeweller in town. They're going to go down there and see what they can come up with in terms of uh, designing some form of uh, a rock that's quite frugal. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so they'll be put through a series of money challenges. And, uh, and this and the, real, the episodes will be there. And then when we get to the end of it, the, I think the best part, of course, is that the Toowoomba public is then going to vote. They're the ones that are going to decide who is Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. And the prize is pretty cool, too, a $3,000 all expenses paid boys trip. So, wow. uh, yeah, a lot of fun along the way. I've had a lot of fun working with the guys. And as I said, there's, there's a message behind it, of course, of how important it is with, with money at the moment with that tax time through the team from ITP Toowoomba. But it's been a lot of fun, I have to say. And, it, it, you know, when they asked me if I'd be involved, the set of course and yeah it's been a lot of fun and, and I hope people do enjoy it and so far to be honest the amount of people that have stopped me to talk about it or ask about it has been has been incredible so I think it's hit the mark that's fantastic now given we're you know talking being frugal I uh, instead of I, I'm assuming instead of handing him a rose you've obviously just picked a bit off the rosemary bush or something out the uh, out the back we don't want to we don't get to go down the expense of a rose surely Exactly. Oh, we're going to use the same one for the whole way oh, through. Oh, so the same one. Okay. Here we go. That's brilliant. It's plastic. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's a plastic one. Everything, everything's oh, been done. Yeah. That so is it's all, gold. It's, it's all, all right. about, yeah. Frugal okay. is the new sexy. Our you very own Osher Gunsberg uh, here <laughs> uh, is James O'Shea, who'll be handing out the plastic rose to somebody. Where could people see this all unfold? <laughs> Well, the best way, like I mean, is go to go to social media. So, uh, if you go to their the ITP to on the via their Facebook or their website or their uh, Instagram, but particularly on that on that Facebook page, if you go to ITP Toowoomba, there's literally a link there to Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. So you can keep right up to date with it and and see how it all happens. You can vote right up until the final challenge. So uh, yeah, have a look. See what, well, see if what there's you think. if there's anything that a woman loves, it's a bloke who's tight with his money. There's no doubt about that. So it's a popular bloke. <laughs> Oh, I told you we had a lot of nominations. <laughs> dear, oh dear. You've already nominated. I, I tell you, I, you'll know this guy. I'm going to throw one under the bus as well. Now, a bloke that you know, like his son, Colin Clifford's son, Brand. Oh, oh. I don't know what Cole's like. You might, I don't know, but I'm telling you, Tight. his son. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't shout if a shark bit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you. The apple oh, hasn't fallen far from the oh, tree. Oh, absolutely not. Well, this is a lot of fun, and uh, our very own James O'Shea uh, is uh, very, very good at making it even more fun. Make sure you tune in and check out Toowoomba's most frugal bachelor. Uh, thank you, mate, for your time this morning. Really appreciate it as always. Always appreciate it. Thank you. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious in a card game where players compete against each other using statistics of serial killers has been branded as sick by reviewers, but remains available to buy online. The notorious serial killers game is made by German company Kulturmeister and features infamous monsters such as Jeffrey Dahmer and the Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe. In traditional card games of this ilk, the card might feature stats like speed and strength, but here it's age at first kill and number of victims. Basically, the higher the body count and the more prolonged their spate of killings, the better the card is likely to perform in the game. The card game features 32 of the most notorious serial killers of all time, and there's even a blank card so that you can introduce your own favourite murderer. 
Uh, if that hasn't left a bad taste in your mouth, well, this probably will. We recently told you about the latest ice cream cooling down Americans during their summer, the Kraft Mac and Cheese. But wait, there's more. Also on offer throughout the US this summer is leftover pizza ice cream by Loblolly Creamery. Rococo ice creams, avocado cayenne and strawberry habanero, which seems a bit counterproductive if you're trying to cool down. But nothing compared to Sunny Sky's homemade ice cream masterpiece, the cold sweat. Now, there's no actual sweat in the ice cream, but it will make you sweat with three different kinds of chilli peppers and two different kinds of hot sauce. And you have to sign a waiver before you eat it. And finally, the bizarre Thanksgiving dinner by Reboth Ice Cream. An African vanilla ice cream with Heine Hurton hot sauce and Campbell's tomato juice topped with fresh tomatoes, potatoes and green beans. Yes, it's an ice cream. And people in the US are worried that the COVID-19 vaccine is the biggest threat to their health. You cannot be serious! <laughs>